Hello and welcome to episode number 32 of HearthCast.com, a podcast for the average World of Warcraft player recorded especially for you on May 6, 2010 with your host Root and Freckleface. In this episode, we got some listener emails. Or no regard! We actually have a voicemail <laughs> this week too. Yes, we do. We have a lot of stuff. Actually, I'm more of a morning owl. Okay, you are. That's good. That's good to know. We also have our add-on of the week. It's going to be one of those podcasts. Roots Auction House Tip. I do have a good tip this week. And our main content for the week is 11 things to do to get ready for cataclysm. That's right. And we're also going to wrap it up with a Children's Week recap. Well, that was you. You did that. I didn't do that. Because I never do those things. You look pretty. I like your hair. Here's a drink. Are you ready now? Anyhow, it's going to be one of those podcasts, I'm telling you, I'm in the mood. We'd like to give a quick shout out to all of our guildmates over in Whisperwind, that be the guys in the Titans Warriors and the ladies in the Titan Warriors, as well as all the kind folks in ALF, ALF, which is the Azerothian. Azeroth Liberation. It should be Azerothian. Right. It's okay. not. And, uh, and to our, our really good friend Sniper, who had the uh, awesome pleasure and, uh, of, and uh, experience... I guess, of of allowing Tim Tebow, the quarterback from the Florida Gators, or ex-quarterback now, uh, to sit next to him. He That's let, very awesome. He let Tim Tebow sit next to him. That's I a, think they played a game together. They did. They played that new NCAA football game that Tim Tebow's on the cover of, because that's what Sniper does. He's a coder for that. And so Sniper was nice enough to let Tim Tebow hang out with him for a little bit. That's pretty awesome. So that was, he had, he's, there was a video on, uh, I was on an NBC site, and I took some screenshots of it, threw it up on my Facebook. And you know, you know one thing we noticed, or I noticed it, is Sniper's got one of these those nice ergonomic chairs with the mesh, and you know it's like a calibrated. He calls it his perfectly calibrated chair. And so here's this picture of him and Tim Tebow playing the game, and Sniper's in his chair, right, in the nicely calibrated, perfectly meshed out, perfect com- comfy chair, right. And Tim Tebow is on this like little wooden thing that was probably sitting in the cafeteria somewhere, and <laughs> just kind of drugging it and throw it in in, in the Sniper's cubicle. I'm like, dude, you didn't let Tim. He goes, no, man, nobody sits on my perfectly calibrated chair but me. Oh, that's awesome. I was like, ah, that was awesome. That was awesome. So an awesome shout-out to Sniper there and Tim Tebow, I guess. Also to our buddy, our newest buddy, Chillheart, who uh, we'll hear from again today. Uh, also, our non-gender-specific greeting continues to go out to Pibbles. Until we hear anything different. That's right. Until we hear anything different, it is a non-gender-specific greeting to them. And, of course, could not forget Tavern Craft with their awesome steins. And I'm still loving mine. And, uh, and Swag Dog, which I've got my Swag Dog gear on and you don't today. And that's all I'm going to say. So go check out our website at www.hearthcast.com if you haven't already. Our email address, should you wish to contribute to the show, is contribute at hearthcast.com. You can always find the show on iTunes. Huzzah! Underneath the Wow Wow Podcast. Uh, auction house, auction house tips, gold making tips. You can always call our Hearthcast hotline at three two one five five eight seven six three seven. We actually have a caller from that this week, which is awesome. You can follow us on Twitter, which is www.twitter.com forward slash Hearthcast. And please go to our website and take our survey. That'll help us help the show uh, be that much better for you. So you really are helping yourself in that. So Freckleface, after all that. What has been going on with you this week 
in the world of Warcraft. Well, for Nobregon! <laughs> I'm sorry. I won't do it again. Until the next time. Since the past week has been Children's Week, I basically abandoned everything else except for that. Except for Children's Week? Yes. Maybe that's why I'm acting like a child today. Is I don't it? think so. I think you're just excited because you got new equipment. I, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> new toys. All right, so Children's Week, is that over now? It will be over uh, this Sunday. So I still have, well, I'm not, who am I kidding? I'm not going to do it. You're not going to do it now. So what did you do in Children's Week? In, you know, enlighten us to that. Well, with the achievements for, I've been trying to get the achievements, still haven't. Because there's one of them that requires a lot of PvP. Right. And that's real difficult for me. And you don't do a lot of that. No, but the other thing I've been doing is making a whole lot of gold. Yeah, I'm a little jealous about this. You told me a little bit. Yeah. But we'll we'll go through that at the end because I got some actual details to go through. You get details. Details. I'm excited about mm-hmm. the details, especially the gold part. So that's it. That's all you've done. Children's Week. Yeah. You, you've neglected everything else about the game to Pretty focus much. on children. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool then. That's I nice. mean, it's like one week out of the year. If I don't get it done, then don't have any other chance you gotta to do it. you got to wait for the rest of the year. year. Yeah. 51 weeks. It's a long time. It is. It's one more than 50. That's at Arkansas One less math. than 52. Yeah, don't be doing that. You know, that, that's just, that's crazy how that works that way. So, Root, what have you been doing this week? Well, thank you for asking. Um, you remember last week we talked about, I was trying to get my Explorer title. Yes. Did it. You did it. I did it. It was really funny because I kept going and going and going and going, you know, and everywhere I'd go. And I, what I realized, you know, what I was going to say is all the achievements kept popping up. And a lot of times it was rapid succession that would pop up. But then when I was getting into, like, Kalimdor, which is my biggest continent to do, I realized that as a, as a lock coming up, I didn't spend a lot of time on Kalimdor. No, most Alliance don't. And uh, there was, I mean, even though, I mean, I went, like I knew I'd been there before. I'm like, I've been here before. But then I realized I'd been there with a different tune before. I had a different character there. Because I'm like, I know I have done this quest because I know, you know, I know the area. But I'm like, oh, that must have been on one of my, you know, I had a night elf that I leveled for a bit. And had, uh, you know, some other characters that have driven through, you know, that area. And uh, so, yeah, it took me a long time to get Kalimdor done. That felt like, like a long time, which it was. I think it's, I think the zones have, I think the zones are bigger. They are. They are. They're much bigger. But then again, you got to think about it. We now, since the world that we play in has expanded, what, threefold, fourfold, whatever it is, there's more room for people to go now, so the zones don't have to be quite as big. Because you can go somewhere else. Right. And now they try to cluster the quests together. It makes more sense. And yeah, you know what? In the world, I, they would be scattered all over the place. I've been doing some reading because I did have an issue. You remember my rant last week, which was about I didn't want my, the fact that I put in so much time to get this, the Explorer title, to go to waste. And um, I have found out something coming up that I'll share with you, but basically what happens with that. So, really? Yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. So that's um, it's kind of what I've done. And then I was been hunting rares. That's my new little thing to do while, and this is where, you know, if I had a drum roll, I, I would do it, but, you know, I don't, so I'll do this. All right, that was my drum roll. Are you done? <laughs> no, not by a long shot. Um, I actually got into random. Nice. Without the guild. Nice. A completely random random. Just complete, and I've actually gotten into, well, four or so um, that haven't been that successful. 
So have you completed one? No. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Does that count? I haven't gotten. The, I have not gotten the uh, deserters buff though, or the debuff, I guess. Um, the first one was the um, it was the Oculus, and this is where it, it kind of opened my eyes up a little bit to the whole thing. You know, I, we get in the Oculus, and of course, the first guy is going, "All right, how many of you guys are going to wuss out because this is the instance we're in?" And I remember a long time ago, someone's going to call me on it. I said I would never do that instance again. I remember saying it, but as soon as that guy said that, I'm like, mm, yeah, maybe I'm not going to leave. Maybe I'll stay. And so I hung out, and I told the guy, I said, look, I'm undergeared. I'm trying to get geared. And he goes, yeah, dude, what do you think randoms are for? You're in the right place. Stick by me, little warlock. You know, and I'm like, All right, okay. And he's like, you'll be fine. Just stick by me. I'm like, okay. And we're doing really well in that one. And then I get up there, and everything freezes. And then World of Warcraft dies. Oh. And so I jump back in. I'm like, oh, no, they're all going to think I, that I'm an idiot and a noob and everything else. And uh, I get back in, and nobody's there. So I, I guess the entire instance just crashed on me or something. So I said, well, you know, I'll keep on doing it. And the other ones, that were, they were just fails. You know, the one we did was Hall of Stones and the healer, who's a druid. Nothing against druid healers, but if you're a druid healer, don't be tanking. You know, especially if you don't have any, your tank gear on. And if you, yeah. Yeah, don't try to do two at once. Right. And that's what this, this guy was like. I'm, I'm like, who's the healer? Because I'm on Soulstone. And, like, and the one guy tells me, he goes, well, it's the druid, but good luck. I was like, uh-oh. Well, why did you have to ask? You know it's marked. <laughs> I always ask. Because we because we had a, sh- a shaman and a druid and something else. I always ask, you know, who's the main healer? That's always, plus I don't like looking at the marks. They confuse me. It, but... <laughs> Just go with it. Fair enough. And so, anyhow, that one that one kind of fell apart. And then we got I got back into Halls of Stone, and that one just it never materialized after that. But I was decided, you know, in the meantime, when I'm waiting on these these randoms to pop up, you know, I'm going to fly around wherever I can fly around up northern and do some mining and everything else. So I'm up by uh, Wintergrasp, and this is this was bizarre. I actually witnessed a speed hack where I was just like hanging out, and I'm I'm like, oh, there here, there's there's some. I, it wasn't anything major, but I'm like, I'm going to go mine that. And this guy came out of nowhere running like he was like made of mercury. He just blew in. as faster than I can land on my on my flying mount. He came running across the ground. And it wasn't like, you know, I know what the, 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 the blink looks like, and I know the speed bus and everything else. This was not that. This guy was moving. I mean, his feet weren't even moving. His character was like his He's little... gliding. Yeah, he just—he wasn't moving. His physically wasn't moving, but his body or his animation wasn't animating. But his avatar, his character was like hauling booty, and he come over and like 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 he does the mining and takes off just as fast. I was like, that was insane. And then everybody started talking about speed hacks in the zone. I was like, we had to saw him over here. Yeah, <laughs> so that's crazy. So I'm guessing that probably some Chinese gold farmer, you know, getting in there hacks in the. The system to run around and node or mine. I saw a weird hack a few weeks ago in Stormwind. You know how they usually do those corpses on the ground that spell out. Yeah, the gold farmers. Yeah. Yeah, it was like that, except instead of being on the ground, it was all vertical, and they were all hanging in midair. Nice. And I could watch them one by one, just kind of like fall and make the the death sound. And they're forming these letters. It's really strange. I haven't seen him do it in midair. I haven't seen him do it like on the floors of Iron Forge and all that. But I haven't seen him in midair. That'd be kind of cool to watch, I think. Yeah, it was cool. And then uh, I actually stopped. I was doing this to watch them. And then all of a sudden they all disappeared. 
Yeah, every so often, yeah. So, sometimes the GMs will, will do it. Sometimes the GMs will be just as curious as everybody else and let them spell it out to see what they're going to do. Because, you know, there, there's plenty of talk about that on the forums and, you know, all the corpse spam and stuff. And, uh, well, with Fat Wallet, uh, not a major update with him. I've added, actually added some other items to his repertoire of things that I buy, sell, and resell, and everything else. And uh, I have taken some stuff out because it just isn't selling. Some of the stuff, some of the newer stuff I was trying to, to move that I thought would be a good deal wasn't. Um, not going to share those because those are really server specific. So if I shared those, then pretty much it would only be valid for people in the Whisperwind. Um, and I did add another little step to my. Uh, cycle. Because typically my cycle was I would list it. If it didn't sell on the auction house, I would relist it. If it didn't sell a second time, I'm vendoring it. I'm not going to touch it again. I've added one little step in that, and that is trade chat, which, you know, seems kind of simple. And this is like a little bonus auction house tip, I guess. It seems very simple. Like, why wouldn't you do that? Just before I vendor it, I let people know, hey, I got this for sale. I'm going to vendor it. Uh, The vendor wants, you know, four gold, or I'm going to get four gold, or whatever I'm going to get from the vendor. You know, I'll take the same amount or whatever else you want to offer me. I won't take less than what the vendor's going to give me, but I'll give them the same fair value on that because I'm not, you know, contrary to popular belief, I'm not out to cheat anybody. But uh, So that's, what, uh, that's what's going on with me this week in our world of Warcraft. And you know there's some news from Blizzard out there. And the X-53 uh, Touring Rocket, it is a two-seater rocket, so it's actually a passenger vehicle. And this has basically replaced the Zebra. Um, so this is from the refer friend. you got to refer a friend to get this vehicle. But once you get it, um, it's it's yours. And you actually go around with your friend in the back of your X-53 rocket. Now the Zebra or the Zebra or Zebra or whatever they called it has been retired. It is no more. Um, so I think what they're trying to do is get more people interested in referring your friend because that's a darn cool looking. I don't know if you've seen them out. I've seen, well, not, no, not really. I've seen videos on YouTube. I haven't seen any in the game yet, but I am I'm tempted to uh, to strong arm somebody else in a playing game. If you hey, if you listen to the podcast, you need someone to refer. Uh, you know, hey, just uh, drop us a note to contribute at hearthcast.com, and we'll take care of that for you. Um, so yeah, that that is I'm looking forward to because I'd like to have one of those just because it looks uber cool. And the other thing that's coming out that I think is going to be really really neat, and I'm going to try to get it on, especially with you, because this kind of addresses a point you and I talked about last week. With the Authenticator and Battle.net, or Battle.net, if you will, um, they're coming out with what's called Real ID. Now, what Real ID will allow you to do is if I authenticate and I approve you, who you're another Battle.net user, and I go, yes, I know that person, and here's my Real ID, and you give me your Real ID, we can now chat with each other in-game, regardless, not only of what character you play, not only what realm you're on, not only what faction you belong to at the time, but it extends into whatever game you're currently playing, be it StarCraft or anything else as part of the Battle.net system. So you could be like on StarCraft playing, and I could be like, hey, we're trying to get a raid group together to go do whatever. And you're like, oh, cool, I'll be right there. Give me 10 minutes. Or you could be on your Horde character wanting to transfer something in, I don't know, maybe a neutral auction house somewhere, and you and I can easily communicate with each other. So in other geek news, and I got a lot of news. We got a lot of news today before we even get into the actual you know, content of our show here. 
David Perry has posted an image on his blog of an employee playing a the uh, World of Warcraft on the Apple iPad. It's using Perry's cloud computing service, which allows any game to be potentially played on an internet-ready device. Now, we've all seen the videos of there of people playing WoW on like the Nokia handheld devices or small tablet PCs. It's the same deal, so it's not a big deal that's being played on the iPad. What the big deal about it is, is that it's being played across the cloud, so that's the cool part of that. Um, also, based, uh, continuing the cloud thing, a cloud-based interactive TV, TV provider, Active Video Networks, announced the acquisition of a gaming platform, TAG Networks. What that means is these are people, which is on, you know, video on demand. You're getting away from the actual cable TV where you actually, you, you're getting video across the internet piped into your TV. Now they're looking at actually piping in games in the same platform. So now you're talking about the potential is now exists that you could actually play on demand World of Warcraft on your TV. And if you got like a nice HD TV, you know, I know you can hook up your computer to it and everything else, but negative potential of playing that on demand. Some other geek news is that Winchgate Properties Limited, which is the developer and publisher of a massively multiplayer online science fantasy role-playing games, announced the release of their source code and artistic assets of the popular MMORPG Rhizom to the free software development community. What this means is they just gave away the keys to their castle. They gave away the world. Anybody can go download not just their game engine, but also all the graphical assets, the entire world, and actually set up their own little MMORPG on their system. Now, I don't expect this to be like a lot of people, you know, right out of the bag, and oh, I'm going to go code my own World of Warcraft. No, it's not going to happen. But what is going to happen is there's going to be a lot of people who are going to get their teeth cut on how to work with a real-time engine. And so I think this is going to be better down the road, two, three, five years down the road, this will be better for the entire community of MMORPGs. So that is it with the geek news. So let's go ahead and move on to our email questions. And Freckleface, I'll let you uh, read what Chillheart sent us this week in our mailbag. All right. He says, I thought I'd write back to clarify a few things. First, I found it interesting that your defense consisted entirely of denying that anything was required of you beyond the basic legal needs. My argument, of course, was against that. Now, if you guys remember, this is goes way back to when Root announced in Trade Chat he wanted to buy a crystallized fire. Someone offered to it. He said, you have to, buy, you have to give it to me for two gold less than the auction house. The guy said, okay. He gave it to him. Root put it up in the auction house. The guy got mad, said he was going to report him, and Root laughed. Yes, it is. So that's what this is referring to. <laughs> so I there, like the fart in the tub. There is a place in Warcraft for cutthroat buying and selling, the auction house. If someone accidentally places an item at a greatly lowered buyout price and you snap it up before he can cancel the auction, you are not required to give anything back to the seller legally or ethically. The reason for this is that the auction house is anonymous. It is designed to be a place for pure buying and selling with no social interaction at all. Buyer beware, seller beware. But when purchases take place face-to-face, -face, the social aspect returns, as do the ethical obligations. You claim that you haggled a price, gave the gold, and received the items, and that is all that is required of you. Legally, that may be. Ethically, it is not. Again, an honest trade is a trade of value for value. You took two gold away from him and gave nothing in return. A better way of looking at it might be to ask yourself this. If everything had been known by both sides, would the transaction have taken place? Clearly, the answer is no. What information wasn't communicated? 
On his side, he wasn't stating his assumption that you needed items for personal use and were looking for a better price than the auction house to, had to level profession. If he had stated it, the sale would have gone through anyway. On your side, you weren't saying that you were only looking to buy something below market value so you could immediately put it up for sale in the auction house. If you had stated it, the sale would not have gone through because you both were at the auction house anyway and providing no service to him. Based on that, it is clear which of the two people were acting unethically. Now, my sociopath argument was hyperbole. I don't believe you're really a sociopath. There is a long way from unethical trading to con artistry to full-blown sociopathic behavior. However, you are riding somewhere along that spectrum. If it were me, I would be deeply disturbed by this. Finally, although I disagree with your philosophy, I find you highly entertaining. Please keep it up. It's from Chillheart. Our, our, our friend Chillheart. That is, yeah, that's the email in its entirety. So, this is my take on it. Okay. Okay. One thing you got to remember is just because something is in the auction house for a listed price does not mean that is what it will sell for. Agreed. So, the way I look at it is that when you buy something from someone directly using the trade, the value that they're gaining is the lack of risk and the time. For example, you buy the object from him for two gold less. You didn't take two gold from him because even if you go and put it up at the auction house for two gold more, you never know if someone else isn't going to come on behind you and put up a hundred different things undercut, undercutting you. And then yours wouldn't sell. So if you don't sell it, are you really gaining the two gold? No. So you're basically accepting the risk in exchange for that lower price. I like your I like your stance on it. My only thing with Chilwin is when he says that the that the auction house is anonymous, and it's not. Well, no, you see the usernames. You can clearly see the usernames, and I know what he means, or, or I'm guessing what he means is that there is no social interaction. You don't get to see the person and actually, you know, deal with the person, and that in and of itself is also untrue, because I happen to have a lot of relationships that I've built off of the auction house with buyers and sellers of different types of items. You know, I know that I can go to a particular person and sell them a particular item day in and day out, send it COD. And no matter what I put in the COD window, that's what I get back because I've established that relationship with them. So, I, you know, I, I disagree with the anonymous aspect of it um, on there. Um, well, and really our point was that in the game, you know, time is money, like the goblins say. That's right. And if you choose to sell something via trade chat, you're trading in instant money for maybe a little less profit than you would putting up for the auction house for 48 hours and hoping that you get the price that you want to. And I really think in this whole thing that the location is irrelevant. The fact that we were both standing on the bridge in front of the Iron Forge auction house is irrelevant. That's where I was. So I don't think he gains or loses anything by being in that location. It doesn't mean anything. We could have been in Dalaran for all I care. It wouldn't have meant anything. Um, I understand that, you know, he could have easily gone and put it in the auction house. That would have been his choice. I've seen that happen. I've seen someone in trade chat negotiate a, a purchase or something and the guy go put it on the auction house for the other guy to buy it. You know, like, I'm going to go put it on an auction house right now. I'm gonna, you know, it's going to go here for this amount. 
I've seen that. So he could have done the same thing. Like, I'm going to go put it on the auction house for it. So also, we didn't take into consideration that he didn't have to pay any kind of auction house fees. Exactly. So I'm agreeing. The auction house cut. Right. Oh, I still do. So, yeah. But, I mean, from my perspective at the same time, too, would Freckleface go out and say to myself, hey, I'm going to try to get someone to sell me something cheap just so I can find the auction house. I wouldn't do that. I would. You would. But that doesn't make me a sociopath or a con artist. That no. just makes me, you know, it. if I, you know, it's it's not necessarily taking advantage of a situation. It's 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 a perceived value of something. If somebody has something, and like you said, if they have whatever item it is, and I say I want it for two gold less than what's on the auction house, that person can say, okay, this is a guaranteed sale. I'll, I'll accept this. I'm going to trade this value for the gold, this item for the gold. That's the value exchange. And the value in there is the fact, just like you said earlier, he doesn't have to deal with the potential of not selling it on the auction house. It's a guaranteed sell. Yeah, and really items like that, crystallized fire, they're really hard to sell individually. You can have a stack of 10. Those go well. A stack of 10 goes well, but you have a stack of 7. Not good. Not so much. Not so much. Not good. Not so much. Um, but Rue likes to be assertive, too. Do I? You do. What about when you got a free Angus burger from McDonald's? I did get a free Angus burger. I got, I two, you got two free Angus burgers from McDonald's. How did that happen? Well, when they, and I, you know, I'm not a big McDonald's guy. You got to remember that. So I don't go there often, but this was a scenario where I had, you know, it was like blood sugar was dropping and I had to go, I had to shake. So I'm like, I got to eat something. There was McDonald's, so I go in. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to try this Angus burger. I've seen the commercials and the marketing was working. So I'm like, oh, I want to try one of these Angus burgers. And I look up there and I got like three or four types. I'm like, I want whatever one I got. And so I order the Angus burger and I look down and there's a sign right in front of the cash register. And the sign says, if we don't offer you an Angus burger, we will give you one for free. So I was like, you know what? So here she comes. You know, she totals up my order. Thank you very much. I'm like, well, I need a free Angus burger. And she looks at me and says, well, why? I'm like, well, you didn't offer me one. She goes, but you ordered one. I'm like, it doesn't say that. It says that if you don't offer me one, you give me one for free. So I want a free Angus burger. And so she hemmed and hawed. And I said, well, you know, I need to see your manager then. And... This is where we have to interject that we do live in Orlando, Florida. It is a very large bilingual community, uh, with Spanish being another prominent language in our area. I am as white as white boys get, okay? <laughs> but I was also born and raised in South America with, with, uh, you know, in a military family. So I am fluent in both Spanish and English. This particular employee of McDonald's was um, Hispanic in nature, as was this person's manager. So she proceeded to tell the manager in English first about the situation and clearly stated it. And then she started talking about me in Spanish. What'd she say? I, not, nothing very good. You know, that, you know, that, you know, this guy is just trying to take advantage of it. She even called me some names. So being, you know, and so I looked at the manager and I said, you know what? Um, I think I need my entire meal for free. And she goes, well, why do you need that? So I told her in Spanish because I understood every word she just told you. Ouch. And the manager hung her head in shame and gave me all my money back and my free Angus burger. So, yes, I did get two free Angus burgers and, well, my entire meal, plus my additional Angus burger, which I didn't even want at that point, but it was principal. So, there you go. And what lesson do you think they learned? 
If they're going to piss on him like that, that better be the first thing out of their mouth when someone comes exactly. up. Exactly. Hi, would you like to try an Angus burger today? Absolutely. Even though I've, if I just order one, she should ask me a question anyhow. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, what do you think? The police officer, when you get pulled over, what's the first thing they ask you? You know do how, you know why? Oh, yeah, do you know, do you why, know why they pulled you over? Or do you know how fast you were going or anything else? They know, they know, they know why they pulled you over. And they know how fast you were going, but they're going to ask you a question anyhow. They want you to admit it. That's right. They do. I don't know what that has to do with what we're talking about, though. What's that? What, knowing what questions to ask is what it oh. all boils down to. Oh, fair. Okay. So. Well, my my whole point was, Root can be a little assertive when he wants to. Absolutely. I can. So, you know what? We got, we got voicemail this week. We do. I'm so excited. So, we're going to take a listen to this, and then I think you're going to comment on it, because I actually took what this person said into heart and I've already, you know, I've got some, some stories to tell about that as well. Hey guys, this is Osmondius. I'm the 80 that night, night elf on the Argent Dawn server in US. What's up, dude? And, um, I always feel like I'm crashing your podcast. Ah, nah, don't worry about it. Comment on it, but, um, there were a couple things I wanted to mention. Sure. Um, you said you were bouncing around in Storm Peaks, um, yeah. looking Storm for Peaks. the, uh, time lost proto Drake. Uh-huh. Uh, there's an add-on no. that helps you find rares. It's called Silver Dragon. Right, hang on, I'm gonna go get that. And when it, um, when you're around the rare, um, you don't even need to target it. Showing you window pops up on your screen. Hey, this window popped you up. You click the button. It targets it. And it targets the mobs, Whoa. and it's really helpful. It helps this you is helpful. <laughs> um, Freckleface. You got a spirit you boost. talked about switching servers, and Freckleface wasn't available. Um, I know you can petition a GM for a name change. If someone's just squatting on a name, they don't really like that. So if you want a name and it's a tune that's not being played, you can petition a GM, and he should be able to get your name. Um, you're talking about gold selling on the AH. Um, yeah. That's one of the reasons why they put that hour delay on getting your gold. Yeah. Um, when you sell stuff on the auction house, it's supposed to go through a process that's supposed to weed it out. Um, obviously, we know how well that works. Yeah, not too and well. And just a little bit of trivia. Okay. Um, even though Chromie is a female gnome. Yes. We all know too. that Chromie is a dragon. And yes. if you go into the lore a little bit, you'll find out that Chromie is a male dragon. So oh. there you go. That all is All the guys trivia. like me who have female tunes uh, can look at Chromie and be like, oh, well, if a dragon can do it, so can I. Wow, Okay. That I didn't know that. Did you know that? I did not know that. I, did, I thought, you know, I knew, I knew Chromie was a dragon because we said that. Yeah, I didn't know I didn't it was know a male dragon. I didn't know it was a dragon. male dragon. So it was a male dragon and a female. So, wow. That's that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's awesome. No, but, you know, there you go. You can get your name. You can petition the GM and get your name. I, well, I sent in a request today. Today. But they sent me four emails saying it would be 24 hours. Well, so we'll see. I'll let everyone know next week how that turns out. I had not thought about that or knew about that, that you could ask them to. And you didn't hear this voicemail until today. No, I didn't. Right. I kept it from you. Now, as for me, as soon as I heard this voicemail, I actually went and I downloaded that add-on. So this brings us to the add-on of the week. Because I actually went and got this, and it is a pretty cool add-on. Now, I've already seen some stuff saying it's no longer supported, blah, blah, blah. But as of right now, I'm really, really liking it. At the time that I had it, I went and installed it. I'm like, I want to go get this. This would be great. Now, I was still doing the uh, Explorer title, so I was still running around all over Kalimdor. So I bagged me some rares. 
I'm just like running around. I was like, a rare pop up. I'm like, whoa. And it makes a noise. You can configure it. It's pretty cool. And it makes a noise. And I'm like, whoa. You know, it scared me the first time, which all new add ons do. They always scare me if they make noise and I'm not ready for them. So, you know, pops up and makes this noise. There's the, the, the rare target and I go over and I kill it. And of course, you know, I'm running around like lobby areas. So I'm like one hit and the thing was dead, which made me feel kind of strong and assertive. But, um, so that was kind of cool. And it is a neat little add on. I really, I really liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. Actually, I'm more of a morning out. That was weird. So, with the Silver Dragon add-on, it tracks rares. Um, it remembers where you last saw them. It does a lot of cool things. You can actually, uh, when you first get the game, it comes with, with an actual data set with it, but it doesn't import it at first. So, if you still, like you, for instance, you like the exploration aspect of it, so if you're like hanging around an area in a rare, it could, you happen to pop across a rare and it pops up, then it'll, it'll actually put that in its little database. So now you know where it was the last time you saw it. You can import a database that has all the rares that it knows about already in. And so I haven't done that yet. I'm going to be doing that here pretty soon just because I want to go and hunt hunt me some rares. That's that's my thing now. Um, it's cool, though. I like it. I like it a lot. It even I mean, the thing is smart enough to make its own macros. So if you're if you're looking for a particular... Uh, rare mob for whatever reason. There are some uh, achievements that go along with that. You know, bagging some rares in different continents. So, yeah, I'm digging it. It was really cool, and I'm, I'm glad that uh, that we got the call and um, took it to heart. Actually, used you know his uh, took his advice and yeah, very good advice. Real good advice. I really liked it. But uh, you know, there's one thing that that he should know. Oh, you never can be booty. So. Anyhow, <laughs> I told you it's one of those podcasts. I do have an exciting auction house tip this week. An exciting one? Are they not all exciting? No, not usually. No. Some are kind of drab and boring, like buy low, sell high, or try to rip people off of the bridge in front of Iron Forge. <laughs> but anyhow, <laughs> I digress. You know... One of the things that this is going on, we've seen some blues talk about this, and this, I think, is a game changer. And that is that Blizzard is currently working on the integration of the auction house into the armory, which means the wowarmory.com, which means you can be not in the game, you can be out of the game uh, using a web-enabled device, whether it be a computer and a browser or an iPhone or any other kind of phone but anyhow, you can be on any kind of phone or, or laptop or netbook, whatever. And you can access the auction house, which means you don't have to be tied into the game anymore to actually buy, sell, and trade items on the auction house. That's just crazy talk. That's awesome talk. That's what that is. That is that's awesome talk. That's awesome talk. <laughs> um, now, of course, it is more than likely going to be premium-based, which means you'll have to pay extra for it. But I would. Like per month or month? Probably per month. I would mm. guess it's probably like another buck or so a month. Another That's, buck or so would be worth it. So, But we'll see. But how much would you pay? What if it was five bucks extra a month? Eh, I don't know. Five bucks, maybe. Five bucks, five bucks. Less than that, probably. Four ninety-seven. Probably. See? What about $5.25? No. Definitely, so, absolutely not. <laughs> so you're not going over to five bucks, Mark. That's no. it. Okay. Four four ninety five four ninety seven. You're in five bucks. Yeah, okay, five oh one. Nope. No, not doing five oh one. You 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 okay? 
You got it. I know my limits. You got five bucks. That's the limit. Five bucks. We all know your limit now. It's five dollars. Got it. Down. But you know what? Oh, you never can be booty. So. We, we talk a lot about, or I talk a lot about, when to actually sell things on the auction house. True? True. Um, and how to sell them and, you know, how to do your pricing to make sure you've got the best price, to use the different tools an auctioneer to scan often, to use the appraiser tool and everything else. But do you, Freckleface, know when you should actually bid on an item or buy out an item outright? You mean... When to make the decision between the two? Yeah, when are you going to bid on something? When are you just going to buy it out? Well, it for me it depends on how bad I want the thing. Okay, that's a big if factor, right? If it's um, if it's something I need immediately versus something I just kind of want, right? For example, when I wanted a chopper, I would look in the auction house constantly for it, right? And if I put a bid in on it, I didn't, I got a bid, I wouldn't worry about it. I just keep looking for it. Okay. Um, and it, I tend to look at the discrepancy between the bid and the buyout and how much time is left in the auction. Very good. And those are all factors for me. Yes, it is. And that's that's basically what you're looking at. I mean, bidding, of course, you can save money. You can save gold. I can bid on something, that, and if I don't hit that buyout price, I can still win the auction. I can still, you know, so I might save a little bit of gold that way. And the here thing about it, if you're going to bid, be prepared to be outbid. Just like you were saying, you're going to get bid, you're going to get outbid a lot of the times. If it's an item you want, you know, if you're still going to bid, just be kind of close to the auction house or here pretty soon the, the, the interface to the armory and just be prepared to constantly go back in there and bid and bid and bid and bid and bid until you actually can snipe the item out and, and get it. Now, buyouts usually cost more than a bid, but you do get the item immediately. So if it's something you're looking for, something you've got to have, then by all means just go ahead and do the buyout if it is not too terribly expensive. Now, do you know when the best time to bid on an item is? Best time of week? Best time of week to bid on an item. Um, I would think it would be, I don't know, early in the morning. What day? Maybe Tuesday. Yes, Tuesday morning is the best time to bid on an item. Do you know why? Maintenance. Maintenance, because we covered this the other week. Time doesn't stop on the auctions for maintenance. So if you bid on something, especially if it's got a time that's about to... to you know, be over, the auction's about to be over, and it has zero bids, and you bid on that thing, and you go, okay, and that's when you kind of hope and pray for that long maintenance window. You know, people go, oh, I can't believe it's been down for an hour. You're like, yay, it's been down for an hour. And you hope that it stays down long enough for that auction to end. You know what? I just can't get myself up early enough. I can't wake up for the sole purpose of bidding on auctions. Boy, I can. Because, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's like, wait, 8 o'clock. Our time that it goes down. Right, I'm up anyhow. That it's that it goes down. That means having to get up at like what seven thirty. I'm up anyhow. Just for that. I'm up anyhow. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're not angry. You're just saying. No, I'm just saying. If I'm up that early, it's because I'm doing something else. Got stuff to do. Well, I'm getting ready for for work and everything, but. How can you combine these things? It's part so you of my routine. You don't wear eyeliner. That's why. That's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> I don't wear eyeliner. No, I don't. I don't. I barely brush my hair. So there. You brush your teeth at least. Absolutely. Okay. Why wouldn't I? I'm just saying. You did. I did it once, like right before my coffee, and that was horrible. Oh what yeah. A horrible that's, experience. That's bad. All right. What about the best time to do a buyout? You're gonna I have buy no out idea. outright. Best time. Maybe when probably when it's busy. 
And, well, no, actually not. No. 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 Sundays. Sunday evenings. Why Sundays? Count backwards. What? What's 48 hours prior to Sunday? Friday? There you go. Most people are weekend warriors. They're going to get all their auction house stuff done on Friday. They're going to put all their auctions up on Friday. And the reason they do that is they know they're going to be playing all weekend. They're going to, they need to have bag space for whatever they're doing. So they dump all their junk or whatever they've got. They may consider it junk. It might be good stuff. But they dump it all into the auction house. And by Sunday, now their auctions are about to expire. So now it's the best time to go in there and go ahead and do your buyouts because you may have a lot of people already bidding on other things. And uh, it's just the best time because that's when all the good stuff is about to go. Plus, as a person like myself who tends to resell off of buyouts, I can usually get a good deal on a Sunday and go in there. Now, you find a lot of really, really good deals, by the way, on Friday night. Because yeah, that's, that's when you have people who are the weekend warriors who really don't know what they've got. And they have to make bag space, so they go put something up in the auction house for incredibly low. And you're able to get that, that item and just dump it back there in the, on the auction house. And, uh, you know, I guess it's okay if you do that on the auction house to buy and sell that, that type of thing. So people don't get as mad when you do that. So, Frank Face, we've got uh, Cataclysm coming up here pretty soon. It is on its way. Wouldn't you know? I don't know exactly how much time's left, but we got time, but not a lot of time. I can't put that there. <laughs> so we wanted to go over the top eleven things that you should do to be prepared for Cataclysm's arrival. So the first thing we should do to be prepared for Cataclysm's arrival is make sure that you're in a good guild. Well, you want to be able, you know you want to be having fun with the game, for one. Number two, if you're just in a guild that doesn't know a whole lot about the mechanics of the game, I mean, for instance, um, pretty much what whatever guild Cannon Face is in, I'm in because he knows the game. He's one of those guys who'll spend weeks figuring out the mechanics of a particular instance or dungeon, or read on about it, or talk to other people about it. So. I feel comfortable if I go into location with him or someone like him who's knowledgeable about the... About the Easily adaptable. Yeah. So you want a good guild that's that's there. I mean, the, you know, not, not taking anything away from social guilds, but progression guilds, you know, that might be the guild to look for during a, 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 a new expansion because they're going to be able to take you through that content and get you through the old content, which is the in-game com- content now, which is also very important to get through um, prior to the game expansion hitting. Number two, you want to make sure that your professions are maxed out. How many people, how easy was it, like when you got to Northern, to get your those achievements? Your, oh, yeah, that was pretty cool. You know, your, your skills, you know. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you're, you're maxing out, and you're getting new skills, and you're maxing those out. I mean, they went up, and bam, you got achievements, and then you got buffs and everything else, depending on what you were doing. So it's important to have those maxed out. It's also important to have those maxed out, because who knows what's coming down the pike, and you could be suddenly, you know, something that didn't sell well before is now going to sell incredibly well and be in high demand. So you really want to have all your professions maxed out. You want to be ready to do the new stuff. Exactly. exactly. Because you're going to have to, you know, now you're going to get somewhere and, you know, yeah, I chiseled that mine, that rock over there, but I can't chisel that rock over here. Exactly. Because I'll fail. So if you're planning on making any kind of new characters, 
uh, for the expansion, you want to go ahead and get some heirloom items. Those are those bind-down accounts, and they normally have some cool buffs with them, like leveling buffs or experience buffs. I love the experience buffs. You know, something that will help you churn through those lower levels. Now, Blizzard has admitted that the lower levels weren't fun and that the game mechanics have changed and that they want to get people through that low content as fast as possible. They have reduced the, the, the respawn rate of things. They've increased the uh, uh, amount of mobs in places. They've decreased the amount of kills needed. So instead of a guy going, hey, can you go get, you know, go kill 20 of these guys, now it's 10. They understand that. They understand the grind that it became that they didn't want to ever have anyhow. So with these heirloom items, if you go create a new character, you know, whether it be the, the dog guys or a goblin or whatever, you're going to be able to quickly get through those, especially with those bonus items from the heirloom items. You really want to have those. And contrary to popular belief, go get your epic flying mount. We still have people in our guild that don't have their epic flying mount. That's a shame. I mean, these guys are geared from head to toe. You know, I look at the gear and go, wow, that's awesome. And then we go mount up somewhere, and I'm like, why do you have a regular mount? You know, it's a flying mount. They go, I never got cold weather flying. I never got my epic flying mount. Well, why not? I still get where I'm going. Yeah, but not as fast. And now you're lagging behind, and now you're dragging everybody else down because you got your normal little mount. Know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. So go get your epic flying mount because you know what's going to happen is you're going to get there and now there's going to be a better mount out that's going to require something. So now if you're stuck with a little, you know, non-epic flying mount, you're going to look even worse in, in, in Cataclysm. So there you go. Well, that was number four. What's number five? Number five is, you know, you're going to stockpile. You become a hoarder. A hoarder. Hoarder. Uh, you're going to stockpile low-level items. So take the time now, go back to the old world now before it gets blown up and, and you know, destroyed, and gather stuff like, you know, copper, peace, bloom, light leather, all the low-level stuff, all that level one, two, three, four stuff, because when these new people come out with the new level characters and new low-B tunes that they're trying to level up, they're going to get a profession, and they're going to need those items to level up whatever profession they're in. You might as well go get them now and make some money in the auction house. So go get them, stockpile them, get all those lows. Throw you know, if you need to start another guild just for your stuff for for this one, go do it because it's going now. You know what? But once Cataclysm hits, get rid of that guild bank, and we'll talk about that next week. That's going to be where we're talking about an auction house tip next week. Yes, you gave me that crazy look because Blizzard is coming out with guild achievements and guild progression. And you will actually, it's not going to be good to have a guild that is just one person and use it as their bank anymore. All that's changing with Cataclysm. So we will talk about that. But yeah, if you need it now, go ahead and stockpile it now. Get you the guild, get you the stuff, get the guild bank, fill it up. And then when Cataclysm comes around, you'll have, you know, you'll, you'll be making bank. Because these people are going to transfer all their money onto the lobby character because they don't want to waste the time. They just want the item to go level. At the same time, if you have any of your high-end profession materials left in your bank right now, sell them. Do not hold on to those. Sell those and get rid of those to make room for the low stuff. Because once Cataclysm hits, there's going to be so many low-level tunes that the high stuff ain't going to sell anymore. We're going to go through a period of time where everybody's going to be trying to level new characters. 
So the the high level stuff is just going to stagnate. The price is going to absolutely plummet and drop. Sell it now. Get it out of the bank. Get it out of you know. Get it on the AH and sell it and make some gold while you're while you still can because those things are going to drop. Uh, that was number six. <laughs> number seven, your badges. All those badges we've been earning. Get rid of them. Sell them. Go get something now. Because as soon as Cataclysm hits, it's not going to be worth anything. Because now the newer items are going to be better. And you can uh, use the badges on stuff that actually gets you money. Exactly, like yes. the primordial Serenite. Right, and then go sell that. Mm-hmm. So go do that because, I mean, get something you can have fun with now. Go enjoy it now because once Cataclysm hits, I mean, how many times do we hear people talk about, you know, they got their Tier 4 gear and they worked so hard to get their Tier 4 gear, and that's going back some ways, and then an expansion hits and now there's Tier 5 gear. And they're like, well, I don't have the best of stuff anymore. And now it, it almost, in their mind, negates everything they've done to get that gear. I, I worked so hard as, on, on Root to get that Spellbinder's Blade. It's, at the time, was the best end-of-game blade for uh, a, a Warlock. And I, you know, I got all the materials together, got the guy in our guild to make it. Actually, had to have two guys make it because one guy made it and then disappeared. And as soon as I got it, I'm like, man, I got it, yay! And I was all excited. And like two, maybe a week later, Titan Steel Spellblade is out. That's better. I gotta have that now. So I had to go now. So yeah, don't wait to go get you know, just go get your stuff now and enjoy it while you still can. Because as soon as Cataclysm hits. All gonna change. Um, look at your bank, and anything in there that you've been holding on to, unless it's unless you, it's just gonna tear you up to get rid of. Get rid of it. Make the space in your bank now. Go in there and like you know, yeah, the pages, the the whatever that story was from Stranglethorn Vale, the green. Green hills of Stranglethorn. Yeah, get rid of it. I know you have that in your bank. No, I don't. I bet no, you do. No, I don't. I, bet... I, I always sell those. <laughs> but there are people who have that in their bank, and they don't need it in their bank. You can go get rid of that. It's not something anybody anybody needs. I do have crude utensils, though. Why? It's cute, and it says the spoon's missing. I got what you need. <laughs> starting to hate this thing. <laughs> I haven't done enough horde stuff yet. Save your hide. Save your hide. What? I don't know. I really don't. They're not labeled. Once you go dead, you never go back. Oh, that's gross. That that was. Okay. Ugh. But what if you're undead? You'll do. Let's go. Okay. Um Gold, gold, gold. That's that's our, our number uh nine tip. Is gold, gold, gold. Get as much gold as you can. That's what that's what I mean about getting rid of the stuff in your bank. Go sell it. All the stuff you've been hanging on to for posterity's sake, get rid of it. Unless it's something that you know. Like there's gonna be stuff. I don't expect everybody to have a clean bank. That's unrealistic, but I know there's there there's stuff that you're holding on to that you don't need. That you're just going like, Oh, well, I got it there. I've had it since forever. I mean, like, I know I'm not getting rid of my little my little vision of Archmage, whatever the guy's name is. Well, I think there's a difference between holding on to something because you like it and holding on to something because 
it's not selling the auction house, but you can't bring yourself to vendor it or to actually delete it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get it, don't delete anything. I can't believe people do that. Sell it. Go vendor it. I mean, unless you're in a situation where you know your inventory is full, and you're going through and getting rid of your lowest level item because you're out trying to quest or something. Well, my slave boy takes care of that. I don't have that yet on mine. No, or Jeeves. I don't have Jeeves. No, you can't have Jeeves. You're I'm not, not an engineer. engineer. No. I gotta get my slave boy working for me. All he does is carry around a stupid flag. He didn't have a horse. I forgot. Give him a little pony. I forgot about him. That's how much I don't like that. All right, number ten. Uh, consider moving it, your your tune over onto the PTR, the the, the player test realm. Um, and as you wisely put, send all your gold to that character before copying it, so you have more gold on that character to go play with. Um, that's just going to give you the the preview of what the world is going to happen, um, which will then you know allow you to better be prepared for stuff that's going to happen in the real world. Now, Blizz has already said that there's going to be about a month or so pre cataclysm stuff happening. Uh, just like we had the zombie invasion. Yeah, the world events. Yeah, there's going to be a ton, at least a month of world events. Um, Because old world ain't going to be there anymore. It's not going to be a... Um, it's not going to be the same. It won't. Not even, for, not even for brand new players of the game. It's not going to be a phased community back to the old world. Now, you can go over to Caverns of Time. You can go to Caverns of Time and see what it used to look like. And I bet you we'll have more quests coming out of Caverns of Time with our, our friend Chromie, the female dwarf and male dragon. Gnome. Gnome. I said gnome. No, I didn't. I said dwarf. But, um, yeah, I think that's where we're going to see more of Old World, how it used to be, how it is now. We'll see that through Caverns of Time. But, yeah, it's not going to be the same anymore. So... Be prepared for it. Go, to, you know, go over to PTR, and that'll help you. And you know, if you get maybe one or two people from your guild to go do that and to share their experiences with the rest of the guild, that'll help your guild be more readily prepared. And then I like your number eleven. This is the bonus from Freckleface, and this is that if you are going to play eight hours a day the week the expansion comes out, arrange your schedule around it. What do you mean by that? Well, what I mean is that a lot of people will play obsessively as soon as it comes out. They will be at the store at midnight to pick up their Cataclysm copy. Well, you did that for, for Lich King. Yeah, I did. You and but Cannon Face. We did. And Boom. at that time, I wanted to take my time through leveling. Right. I wanted to enjoy it. Right. This time around, I think I'm going to try to get... 85? Get, get 85 as soon as possible because I want to be one of those people who's ahead of the game. I think I think Blizzard is actually taking less away from the leveling. I don't think they're going to make it such a big deal anymore. I think it's going to be more about the end game experience and your gear. Well, either way. <laughs> Cuz it did take a long time to level from 70 to 80. Yes, really it did. Time. It did. So I think they'll put put some challenge into going from 80 to 85. <laughs> because the heirloom stuff isn't going to work. Right. It's only level 180. Well, it may change, too, though. You never know. Well, my whole point is that I know when a new game comes out, that's all I'm going to do for two days. Right. So rather than not planning ahead and just being exhausted at work or, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, didn't Cannonface, like, take a week off when a game came out? Yeah, he did recently. <laughs> when, was that Final, Final Fantasy or yeah, something came Xbox out? Yeah, Xbox game. Right. And he took, like, a week off. 
Right, I kind of laughed at him, but you know that's just the way he is. He knows he'll just he's just gonna play obsessively. It makes sense though. It's like why not plan ahead for it? Absolutely. Arrange your schedule around. Absolutely. It. Now I'm the kind of guy who waits. I won't be there at midnight. Um, you would avoid the mad rush. I wait till it's available to download, mm-hmm. and I wait till everybody else has something figured out, and then I go do it. Well, that's what I've always done. I'm going to try something new this time. You're going to try something new this time? You're going to be yep. on the forefront? Maybe I should do that. Maybe we should have, you know, when we did our uh, uh, Back in Our Day segment, we should have everybody, or Back in My Day when we had Sniper and Lumia, maybe we should get the whole crew together and go and go hang out at wherever they sell these games at. It's these places. I've heard there's places that sell games. There are places that sell games. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of this. Maybe we should go hang out at whatever, like GameStop or whatever. And dress up? No. Why not? I will not. No. I have my limits. Five bucks. They, <laughs> you know, that's it. They sell, I think, a kit that you can make nine elf prosthetic ears. They've had those they since, like, Spock. They sell them Blizzard. Well. They have those Spock but these ears. are nine elf ears. It's not the same. Are they the big floppy ones? I don't know. Nine elf ears flop when they run. Yeah, they do. They got some floppy action. So those are the 11 things to do. Before Cataclysm hits. Absolutely. And there's probably more. If you've got more, give us a holler. Call us. Uh, leave us some voicemail. And we'll share your tips with the rest of the world on how to get ready for Cataclysm. Now, Freckleface, you said you you gave up everything. You quit questing. You ignored your friends and family. You didn't eat. Uh, you told work to be off. And all you did for, for 14 days was Children's Week. I think you're exaggerating that a little bit. Probably so. <laughs> I just meant all I did in game. For 14, 14 days? It's not even meant for 14 no days. For Nomergod! Was it for Nomergod? No, it wasn't even for no, Nomergod. No, it was not for Nomergod. That's sad. All right, so we kind of talk, we talked about Children's... Put that there. <laughs> Don't take away my toy. Not taking it away, just stop playing with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Children's Week is broken down into two parts. First is what originally used to be all that was Children's Week. was a little quest with the orphans. You do the quest, you get a pet. That used to be all. used to be it. Go get them some ice cream. Yeah, get them some ice cream. With the achievements, you have to do a few more things, and most of them are pretty simple. You know, use your hearthstone. Complete five daily quests, and you don't even have to be like five different days. Just you do it all one day, like half an hour. Do five quests. So one of the quests is use your Hearthstone. One of the achievements, yeah. So you could be like right by the quest giver in Dalaran or whatever. No, 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 that's not a quest. There's achievements. Okay, so you could be so you have your little orphan out mm-hmm. in Dalaran, and your in your your hearth in Dalaran, and you use your Hearthstone, and you move two feet. You get an achievement called Home Alone. That's crazy. It is, but, well, here's here's the thing. To be able to get the title matron or patron, depending on your gender, you have to do Hearthstone, you have to do the five-daily quest, you have to defeat the last boss in Utgard Pinnacle. Okay. And you have to eat all these sweets in front of him. In front of the? In front of the orphan. Okay. And this is where I made a lot of money, and this is where my auction house tip came from. You selling candy? Yeah. That you That you're buying in... What, Dalaran? Well, yeah. And let me, let me break vendor? it down, the different the different sweets they have. First of all is the ice cream. 
Which I stocked up on. Right, which I sold my one. And now you I know why. Um, and that was sold by a vendor outside Stormwind. And also in Thousand Needles. And I only sold a few of them on the first day. Um, there's three of them, three of the items that came from a single vendor in Dollaran. And I sold a lot of those. You stock up on I those. bought them for about 30 silver and I sold them for about 5 gold Whoa. on the first day. I like that. Then there was the Tasty Cupcakes. For some reason, I wasn't able to sell those. They're pretty cheap, anyways. But they're an item that you make with cooking, with Northrend. Northrend cooking. So probably there was an abundance of those in the auction house yeah, already. Yeah, there were. The other one was a Delicious Chocolate Cake. I have some cupcakes. Probably some Delicious Chocolate Cake. I made, I still had eggs left over from Christmas, and I was going to save them for next Christmas, and I remembered, oh, I can use the eggs for this cake. So I spent about 20 minutes the day before and found enough eggs for me to make uh, three cakes. Okay. So the night before, these cakes were selling, this is before Children's Week started, for about 10 gold each. I put in three up for 99 gold. Wow. And I logged wow. in Sunday morning, and I saw none of them had sold. So I took one down. Pass it, it around? Put it back. No, put it back oh. up for 50. I logged in in the afternoon. All three of them had sold. And oh. I had really undercut myself. Wow. And I went back to the auction house and found that they are now selling for 250. Oh, so man. I took about 10 minutes, went from Ironforge to Lock Moon Farmed some eggs, made another cake, put it back up to two twenty five, and it sold within like half an hour. And I also sold the ingredients for that cake. I bought them from the vendor, like glasses of milk. I sold a few for I sold a few glasses of milk for five gold. I sold uh, some of the flask of port for about five gold. I sell those all the time for that amount, though. Those yeah. go pretty consistently between three and five gold. Yeah, and I actually sold mild spices, which sell for like five copper. Yeah. I sold one of those for gold. So I just made like a crazy amount of money in the first day. Well, that's one of those tips that you get that I give a lot of people, and that is to sell vendor items. You know that you think, wow, the person just literally, they're at the auction house, and the vendor who sells that item is probably twenty feet away. But they just they either do. don't know they it don't or they don't realize it, or they just want everything in one spot and mm-hmm. they don't care. But that is, you know, sociopathic. It is. Um, And, you know, we had talked about how the prices of items, they're just way inflated on the first day. Right. And they just drop down to nothing. So to keep selling those vendor items, I have to actually log on, like, you know, two or three times a day. I'm a bank character to be able to keep selling them at the same rate, selling the same amount. Because... More and more people are, are figuring out, oh, I can buy these from the vendor. Right, because they're going, these things are crazy expensive. Yeah, so now there's more people putting them up than there are buying them. Sure. So you have to kind of keep undercutting yourself, which I know we're kind of against. But I figure it's either do that or not sell them at all. Right, I mean, and, and that's the thing where it's it's okay to undercut when there is a false inflation of the item. And that's what happens on, on the beginning of any kind of run like this. Is when people go, hey, you know, you need this for this achievement, so we're going to sell these things at ten times the amount. Then, even if twice the amount is still a good amount, then you're not really undercutting because now you're just getting the market value back to where it should be. Right. So you're not letting that inflation just go rampant. And one thing I was surprised to find out is that I was selling small eggs for twenty gold a piece. Wow. 
which is I hadn't even expected that. I didn't think. I think I sent you some eggs the other day. I don't think you did. Maybe I think you owe me twenty gold. I don't think you sent me those. Oh, okay. You might have sent me northern eggs. Maybe that's what I sent you. Just with the cupcakes you made up. Small oh, eggs. Small yeah. eggs, you, or like you can get them at level 10 or so. And chilled meat. Chilled meat. I use my chilled meat. I send that a lot. I know. I should probably messages to it. <laughs> I should probably learn to cook myself one day. I should probably use it for something. Um. So along with the recap, there's one achievement that I really hate. What's the one's that? It is called the School of Hard Knocks. I thought you liked that achievement. No, I hate it. Oh. Well, I'll tell you why. You have to take your orphan into different battlegrounds and do different achievements. Right. You have to assault a tower in AV. You have to capture the flag in Warsaw Gulch. No, you have to return a fallen flag. You have to capture the flag in Eye of the Storm. And you have to assault a base in Arathi Basin. Now, you do not get credit for those things if you're standing near someone who does it like you do for Quest. Right. You, you have to do, do it, it yourself. Yep. And the problem is when you have something that specific, you have a lot of people who do not do PvP who are in this battleground and all of a sudden everyone's, no one's there to win. They're just there to get their achievement. Right. So this is... It is a mess. Like, I have a storm. <laughs> if you don't have any bases, there's nowhere to take the flag. And I literally saw someone pick up the flag. And, and run start running. Yeah, he just run off, and he went back toward the starting area. He wasn't anywhere near a base. <laughs> so what are you doing? I'm like, where are you going? He's like, I don't know. What am I supposed to do with this? I, you know, I got into battlegrounds a little bit, but just I, I couldn't. You know, there it was. I love them. It was very fast paced. It's fun, but what they really should have done and just said, have achievement be, win in Rathy Basin, win I the storm. Then everyone's working for the same right, goal, the same no matter thing. what. Instead, now, people are fighting over these things. Now, I'm going to make you tell the story about what 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 happened with you and Cannon Face. Oh yeah, he walked in, and I had just assaulted a tower in AV. As soon as I got, I'm like, I'm out of here. That's what I needed. So you AFK'd. Uh, well, I really just right clicked on the. Uh, oh, you ported out. No, I right clicked oh. on the mini map and said, "Leave battlegrounds." Oh, okay. And he sees me and he's like, you did not just do that. <laughs> You're one of those people that are like ruining battlegrounds You're this one week. of those. One of those people. Well, you know what? That, hey, they set it up that way. That's right. It's their fault. They put it so that us people who just want our little mounts have to go and do like serious PvP now. Huh. And it's messed up. It was really funny too in AV. There was one horde who was apparently trying to help us. Okay. Because you get the achievement for assaulting him. So... He was trying to attack it so that we could defend it and then people could take turns. Gotcha. Yep, yep, yep. But, um. They kept killing everyone, him. Yeah, not they? everyone got the message. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, stop attacking. So you quit and at one you? point, this guy, like, sighed at me and I was like, why is he sighing at me? I realized, even though I wasn't doing anything, I had right clicked on him. So my character was sitting there, like, slapping him, <laughs> slapping him. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. Um, so yeah, I really hate that in it. And as of now, I still am missing one of those objectives. Yeah, but you got the rest of the week. Right. Well, but two I've, days. I had a storm. I've done it about ten times already. Yikes. So I'm probably get, probably the point where I'm going to start bribing people to come help me. <laughs> Don't look at me. Get a posse. I'm not looking at you. You wouldn't be able to help. I need like a druid or something that runs fast. You need to hire somebody to get the flag. I said a posse. Run over to... <laughs> I need someone to get the flag, 
Let me run with him and then drop it so I can pick it up and take credit for it. I can do that because I'm clothy. I get killed easy. How would that help me? Because I would drop the flag. No, I need someone who can survive. Oh, and I can't help you there. Sorry. Give me the flag. No, you can't. No, no I'm, a, I'm a gnome warlock. I die fast. I die fast. But I die often. Fast. But I, I can soul stone myself. Mm-hmm. I remember one instance I came in and, and we were all going. In fact, thank goodness it was a guilding instance. And so I'm like, all right, who's the main healer? Who am I soul stone? And they're like, uh, you're, you know, this person. I'm like, okay, cool. And soul stoned yourself. No, you? I did not. No? I soul stoned the Death Knight. <laughs> it's even worse. I'm like, oh, and I think Canopy is like, hey, where'd he go? Soul stoned the Death Knight. I'm like, I did what? You know, and I went back. I was like, oh man, I clicked the wrong guy. Uh, <laughs> so that was that was pretty funny. But I'm like, all right, well, you know how to use it, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's my opinion of that. I made out like a bandit. You made some like over 800 gold, didn't you say? In a day. And in one day. One day. Kind of puts. Kind of my record now. Yeah, I've made more than that in one day, but that was back in back when I was. I could probably do it now with Fat Wallet. I've got the. I've now got enough gold that I could easily pull about a thousand a day. So I think it's gonna be my new goal is is try to pull in a thousand a day. So we'll try that. Be I'll fun. try that. That'll be fun. So anyhow, that about does it for this episode of HearthCast. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out the website at www.hearthcast.com. Remember our HearthCast hotline. 321-558-7637, or you can email us at contribute at hearthcast.com or use our website submission form. And if you like the show, then please let us know. You can send us an email, write us on iTunes, and please tell your friends and your guildmates. And if you send us a link from your blog, MySpace, Facebook, or other account, we'll Frog send space. you a link back. Frog space. I am bringing it back. Frog space. Not that it's been gone that long. Forever existed. <laughs> It might. Someone's probably gone out and registered that name just because I've said it. I bet you. And hey, don't forget also to check out Tavern Craft and all the cool stuff and swagdog.com. Get yourself some swag gear. I am ordering a hat again um, because something happened with half my order. But we still love Swag Dog. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm ordering a hat again, so I, I, I still want a hat. So I want, want my hat. And. Uh, and we're still trying to get something going with Taverncraft. That's going to be kind of cool coming up here pretty soon. Very soon. Hopefully sooner than later. And anyhow, until next time, this has been Root. And Freckleface. For HearthCast.com. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is Root. Let's head out to my homies. All right, what's the win? Yo, dog. Can't face. Lumia in the house. What's up, Lumia? Yo, Frax. What's up, Frax? Chill. Word, word, word.